Assalamu alaikum everyone, this is Creative for Good, a podcast where we discuss how we can use the power of creativity to benefit society. This week we have a full house, today we have the whole Now in a Minute media team, it's, it's quite good to hear from everyone. We have Nural, Ruslan, Tasneem, Omar and my name is Maria, I'll be hosting today. Today we're going to be discussing the power of story and storytelling. All of us here are um, like creatively like-minded people with a passion to use creativity um, through now in a minute media to instill some sort of change, particularly amongst Wales-based Muslims. Um, we came together to start now in a minute media recently to tell stories. I think that was one of the objectives. Does everyone agree? Yeah. Yeah. And I think Ruslan, um, you actually you're a filmmaker and you use story quite quite often in your profession. Is there ever an example where you were impacted by a story enough where it changed your mindset on something? Or just tell me a bit about what your relationship with a good what you think a good story is? Um, I think a good story is the story which moves us to to something new which we never experienced before or where we actually leaving our comfort zone uh, or discover something new uh, for me storytelling probably in films you know when you watch films because every film is like example of storytelling where you have beginning and middle and the end so so those kind of by watching films actually I realized that it's a very powerful tool to 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 tell um what you want to tell through stories and that actually led me to to make that choice in to study uh film and documentary film and became a filmmaker. So you 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 found that media and film was the best way to tell a story. Um I suppose then a question in general is what makes a good story? Um does anyone have any strong views on things that should not be included in a story that totally ruin a story um before before we do that can i just say that i disagree with ruslan there i don't think film is the best way of telling stories personally but difference of opinion ruslan (laughs) that's okay we will listen to your opinion (laughs) i I think coming back to what maria asked is um um with what what can break a story um a lot of it can be down to anything that is sort of staged or, or you can tell it's you know post so where I do illustrations or or even photography if if something is staged or it's sort of being acted out for the sake of that image is that not what a story is though like, no surely every story is scripted every story is planned every story has a beginning middle and end is that not is that not already that is not that th- that not already staged? I think the way I'd look at it is more when it comes to creating a movie or, or, or a message, you know, we've got to make it believable. Um, but the best stories are those that are like genuinely, naturally sort of shown. Um, so, yeah, I get you in terms of staging it. Um, but if it's if it's natural, it, it, it makes it easier for the viewer uh, to make that emotional connection. Story. So I think... Um, it would be cool if everybody could maybe relate an example where um, a story has impacted their life in some manner. I just wanted to say as well that 
some stories it's uh it's hard to say it's a good or not good because story is something which happened it's like event and because it's happened so it's hard to it's almost impossible to judge is it true or is it good or not good but the story those which constructed i guess we're talking more about them then you can say which one is good which one is which make it which make good story which 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 not good story yeah just wanted to add that and going back to your uh question about um, impact of the story um m- mostly m- uh, i was watching just uh, films to be honest and then w- by watching films um you kind of see the stories because i know that uh photo also tells stories and text text tells stories but for me more influential is like visual visual storytelling where you can see like old traditional films even even like very old black and white films for where you can see the power of acting and uh, how without word they can tell a stories Interesting. So before that before you mentioned your the examples of the visual elements of you know so film and things like that you mentioned something quite powerful I think you said the fact that if a story is constructed then we have the right to say whether it's good or bad but if a story is just formed naturally then you know we don't really have a right to comment on that. I think that's really yeah. interesting and I think it encourages a culture of criticism for stories because I think sometimes we put a lot of effort into constructing a story or constructing a narrative whatever it may be and sometimes people like some people like it and some people don't and some people don't take the the negative criticism without realizing that they have a right to um but yeah okay so it's clear that you're on the side of visual storytelling I don't I don't think Omar would be on the same side though what do you know I I think think I, I think everyone's different to be fair I when it comes to, I, I prefer um, written stories um, just because it, it allows you to imagine. Um, I think it does seem, well, the common perception is films um, are for like more imaginative people because you get to see the colours and all that, all that kind of stuff. But I think when you read a story instead, you, you leave a lot to imagination. And I feel that you can go into more depth as well. So a film is only like an hour and a half long, but a book, it, it'll take you longer, much longer to read. And I feel that kind of depth of the story, it appeals more to me, myself personally. Although I, I do appreciate the, the stories told by photographs as well. So, you know, they say, um, <clears throat> like a picture tells a, says a thousand words, yeah. right? So, although I'm quite, I know watching films is visual, but I'm also, um, as, as well as appreciating the art of storytelling in books, I do appreciate the art in photographs as well. Uh, I agree with Omar that uh, books is very strong uh, for storytelling because when you read a book, your brain kind of uh, draw the images in your head. But when you watch a film, it's kind of limited by the set and decoration which made for the film. Yeah. So... Uh, although I think books they like more deeper for your brain, but films is more like um, how to say more entertaining. So you get it straight away when you watch next, like for for two hours. I, so it it's, sucks uh, out the imagination, Ruslan. I think I think I think what the main differences there are. It's worth pointing, obviously, is 
as everyone individually has a different way of perceiving stories and they, they resonate differently with stories. So if you're watching a directed movie, we're going to we're going to pretty much um, watch the movie based on the way the director visualized it. So it's sort of a linear path that we follow and we just experience the story through that director's eyes. But, is it like a, it's like a tricycle? Yeah, it's, it's, you're, you're like on a roller coaster and you're being taken along for a ride. But when you're reading a book, <laughs> it is, you know, emotional roller coaster. I, I, I like to use what about like a, a bike and um, a film is the stabilizers on a bike. But, but this, <laughs> wait, wait, Omar, you're going you're gonna to have to explain that I think, one. I'm I sorry. think Omar feels that the movies, uh, they're like crutches to a story. So it takes away a lot from the story and I can see why he where, where he gets that from because when that's quite a strong yeah, view. I when think when you read um, a book, you know, you leave a lot to imagination, and I would love to see how he imagines a story, um, just to compare. It. I have to, I have to ask this, Omar. Do you have um, do you have a favorite book, and if so, why? Uh, I do. It's the Quran in there. <laughs> Okay. Uh... Why did you say in it after that? <laughs> no, uh, I mean the Quran, Quran side, and obviously all the Hadith books, which I've never read, anyways. But um, <laughs> last one of the Quran, the one story which I recommend, and I just read as well, is the story. It's the story of Yusuf, because that's like one surah completely, and it's all about the story of Yusuf, and you can't help mm. but be moved by that story. And even though if you, even if you read it in English, because a lot of the story, a lot of storytelling in books is the language that is used as well. So I know, like, people say Oscar Wilde and the words that he used and the, the construction of his sentences that makes the story a lot more beautiful. And I can appreciate that. But when you read a translation of the Quran in English, you would lose that kind of poetry of the language, yeah. naturally. But for some reason, with the story of Yusuf, you read it, and it's it probably does sound better in Arabic, but nevertheless, it still moves you. Is there a movie about that as well? That we could no, forget reference. the movie. Forget the movie. <laughs> Dude, forget no, the cross reference. I'm dead. For the sake of Ruslan's argument, like... I think we should compare something that you can actually um, say that there's a movie made from, and then we can sort of justify okay. whether or not you've got valid I've, points. I've got one. I've got one. Nice. So people, people who know me know know that I love this book, and the reason is because. When I read the introduction to this book um, by the translator, because it's originally in French, the translator said that this book, people who read this book say that you're not the same person after you've read it. And I think that was quite a big claim. But after I read that book, I was like, yeah, it's, just, it's very true. Um, and oh. the book is Les Miserables. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. I, I watched the movie with Omar, actually. He wasn't impressed. Uh, you can't be, that's, that's natural. You know, you would, whenever you, a film was made about a book, the book is always yeah. better normally um but that book is amazing and the story it's basically the story of john valjean and that story can't help but move uh, move people well it moved it moved me completely and i am not the same person. what is it about the elements of how the story is told because that's what we want to get out in this episode is the power of story but the content aside what is it about how the story is told? Because a totally different author could have written that same story, and you may not have been moved by it. True. So, you, do you, you because know, the movies, what, that, what, the movies what... that were made about it, essentially the same story, but it doesn't, it didn't move me. So it, it's the author has a special talent. So his language that he uses, Victor Hugo, and the same with Leo Tolstoy. To be fair, they both of them, they, 
the way they develop characters, the way they develop the story, it just, it, I don't know, it connects you, but then it does, it leaves, it gives opportunity for you to fill in the gaps of your imagination as well. Um, there's there's morals and there's principles and there's virtues embedded in the story, but not explicit, explicitly mentioned. Um, it's just that it has everything. But obviously not as good as the story of Yusuf in the Quran, but, you know, <laughs> second best. Listen, we're not we're not comparing. Look, this is not supposed to be like a internal battle between us constantly having to say that the Islamic one is always better because you know, um, you know, obviously there's no competition. But this is all this is interesting because it shows that what we what we prioritize to be a good story in our life. Um, Tasneem, do you read very often? Because I don't, I don't, because I don't. That's why I, I just I just want to ask another younger out mm-hmm. there. Um, I used to read a lot and I'm starting to get into it now and it's true what I was saying about the interpretation I think I think what makes that good story is how much of it you can maybe personalize and you don't really know you're doing it it's that level of interpretation for yourself so I feel like that's why everyone who reads a book and then goes and watches the movie they're so angry at everyone else who hasn't read the book (laughs) who's just watching the movie because like I think they see a different level to this movie um, because of their, you know, their interpretation. So it's like, how much of a story um, is actually important and how much of this story that maybe has moved you is actually down to, um, like, the author or is it down to you interpreting it for yourself, if you know what I mean? Um, So this is, I think this is a nice point to lead on to... um, more towards us talking about storytelling and we've we've spoken spoken about storytelling quite a bit i think but it's 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 nice to raise the question of whether the art in storytelling um is dead because i actually wanted to uh, the reason why i posed the question to omar of what his favorite book was because i wanted to know of whether it was from an author that was still alive <laughs> because there is there is this argument that for some reason every time we quote what our favorite book is it's often from authors who are no longer alive and it poses this question of whether they've taken this the art of you know of storytelling with them so um i maybe want to actually pose this to russell again because you are on the side of visual stories um would you say that the art of storytelling is dead when we keep referring to dead people Um, who have produced the good um, stories i think storytelling it's something which was existed from the beginning of humankind and it still will be with people till the end of the days i think it's just changed the forms so if if you look to the like early days you see people uh, drawing on the caves and lots of people saying that that's the first kind of attempt to tell the stories. Because when people, uh, it's like a natural instinct when people, if, if, when they're not hungry, when they have a shelter. So ne- next thing is to tell the story. So because they want to share something what's inside them, or you want to give advice for people, or they want to inspire people, or you want to maybe prevent them from doing something so, so storytelling is that device which allows them to do that. So early days, it was drawing on a cave. After that, people start to draw icons. After that, people maybe start to write poems. Like, for example, if you look to 
um, Arabs, especially before Islam, it was very popular, and after Islam also, they was um, very advanced in uh, poetry. Yeah. So then after that, we have um, like different Renaissance and different uh, uh, like uh, architecture, sculpturing, drawings, and and then on the to on the early 19th century we have a photography came up yeah. that's the that was kind of changing the game but all that photography was kind of was happened after pictures and then after photography uh or almost together with photography we have a uh, moving images which kind of on the top of or should i say last kind of storytelling last form of storytelling you can call it maybe as a evolution if you want of storytelling <laughs> i i agree with that it's a very valid point it's pretty much like a progression and a growth evolution of ways we started capturing memories or or, or recording information um so from cave paintings up into um moving pictures through digital cameras now but is it is it is it an evolution beyond um benefit so i can understand um the the invention of writing yeah. being an advancement on drawing pictures on the on the wall right it was an enhancement yeah yeah but then to the progression into film does that take storytelling to another high level or i think i think a regression back to essentially painting on walls but in a flashier manner i think the reason it, i compose that is because sorry no, that's okay it's because like i don't know <laughs> look, I, sorry bringing back to islam but like there is a wisdom in the fact that the Quran is revealed in in English. In, not English. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you sure? Well, good, right? In text, had it, yeah. Had it been had it, had it been a better medium um, of like film, maybe Islam would have come in later or something. But it's, it seems that the best medium of storytelling, if you were to interpret the wisdom behind the Quran to be revealed in words rather than pictures, I don't uh, know. I think no. No, what I was going to say is. To describe a moment, it takes more words than a, than a film would take, you know. True. And and with that info, it's it's just easier to like. I would much rather watch the movie than read a book because I can't read the. There's too many pages for my liking, you know. <laughs> and and I don't blame anyone who'd avoid the book and just watch the movie. But I mean, if you if you take it back to Islam and things like that, I think where we were where they were in the history of it, there was no such uh, means of, you know, recording visual imagery. Um, yeah, but there's a wisdom in that, isn't it? There was a wisdom why Islam was revealed at, at that, that time. time. Exactly, no, you're right. You, you're right in that manner. It was but, quite... Omar, the interesting thing is, when Rutland was going through the evolution of yeah. storytelling, he didn't once ever say that uh, film is better than what the case no, is. It's, it's, it's implicit oh. in, the, in the word evolution, isn't it? Oh. No, but no, but you did, you did, the, you did immediately assume that that's what he meant. And I listen, I don't know if that was what you meant, but I know you're a filmmaker, so maybe it was. <laughs> but, um, but I, but you did, but Omar immediately assumed that as we advance well, over time in different ways of, to tell stories, it's it's kind of disregarding the previous version. I don't no, think I don't think uh, that's the case. Wanted uh, to say something to to Omar. Quran um is not is not a book, actually. Uh, Quran 
the book, well, maybe you, you can correct me, but it was put in, on a book after how many years? Yeah, you are right. You are right. So Quran is like a yeah. verbal oh, yeah. kind of um, yeah, yeah. speaking kind of thing. Right? Yeah. Recitation, no, which was popular on that time. And in Quran, uh, uh, the, uh, in the Quran, there is a actually call or challenge for the Arabs, for non-believers to make something similar because they was very famous of telling poems because Quran, uh, as we know, was um, recited on a like high, highly poetic way, which Arabs can understand mm -hmm. in Arabic language. Um, so I, I, I don't think we need to compare mm -hmm. Quran to storytelling because storytelling is a device how we kind of communicate our thoughts. You, you, not, you are right, Aslan. You are right. I agree. Yeah. Because nowadays, for example, if you know social media, it's all moving to videos. It's just uh, the way of kind of communicating images, the way how we communicate. And every year it's increasing, increasing and increasing. Uh, I don't have statistic at, at the moment, but uh, I remember there was like high numbers of amount of content on social media, which will be on visual images, on moving, moving images. So um, it's interesting that you bring up social media because, um, Deslim, in the previous episode, um, I remember you talking about how when you lost your account on Instagram, you were missing the the stories and um, the 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 connection and the accounts that you used to relate to and felt a sense of belonging with. Um, that I think. Why do you think that in this day and age, um, we still need stories? Um, and particularly in relation to, like, in relation to the digital world and technology, um, as just as young people growing up. Um, that's a good, great question, actually, um, because I feel like um, what Ruslan was saying about um, like storytelling in the videos. I feel like our um, our increased rate in consum consumption of information has led to the need for videos constantly um, instead of you know, reading, how Omar was saying, we take our time and we sit down and read. And I feel like as young people, um, it's, it's like a theme with everyone, especially now during quarantine, everyone's realizing how little they read and how much they use, compared to how much they used to read, which I think is a great point because um, it's all down to our, I feel like we've sort of lost our patience um, with reading and we've lost our, our lust for sort of, imagining, imagining um, and interpreting things in our own way. And I feel like we've lost mm. maybe the time to. Um, and so the question is sort of like, are videos actually the better way of telling the story nowadays? Because we, we, we literally consume them so much and they really don't allow much yeah, to the imagination. So I feel like as young people, should we go back to reading books or... Um, is there because we don't know about the long-term effects of just um, watching videos or the long-term effects of just um, looking to photos for stories and storytelling um, because you know it's a very new art form um, so I don't know it's quite interesting to see maybe what will happen to our maybe imaginations in 10 years time or 20 years time um, with the like really rapid decline of you know just reading so you um, Using the bike yeah. uh, analogy, because um, the bike, the bike, because we've been cycling 
riding the bike with their stabilizers on all this time, you eventually lose the ability to ride a bike on two wheels. Exactly. <laughs> I, so it'd be, I, I don't know if that will happen, but it'd be interesting to see if it does, you know, um, or if think, we should get back into reading as young people. Um, yeah. Do, do you think imagination suffers then, uh, Nemo? I think there's a level to it that maybe it will. Um, just that level of, um, you know, leaving it to our own imaginations and allowing ourselves to each have our own individual opinions about certain books and discussing them in different ways. Because I know people discuss movies like they do books nowadays, but I, I feel like it's just not the same. Just how you guys were saying about, you know, the bike and the and the stabilizers because and the roller coaster, because it is just a roller coaster that you're just sitting stagnantly on. Yeah. Um, without you know without really thinking about it and you can watch a movie now just in the background and you you feel like you've consumed it and understood it but you can't just sit and you know, you can't just leave a book in the background whilst you're doing work do you know what i mean yeah um i think yeah. i think in, in defense of films um i'm, I'm obviously pro books but in defense <laughs> of films um you could probably consume more stories in the time it takes you to read one you consume more and that feels like consumer society isn't it just eat eat consume 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 yeah but yeah, also, I was gonna say as well, and it's quite telling that Omar reads. Yeah, because I feel like Omar says about him, like, he's not a creative person, and he he's just not. It's just not in him. But then you go and enjoy a book like Les Mis, and you you know you delve into it, and you feel like you've you've you know you've interpreted it and explored it in such a way that it's moved you. So in a way, you are creative, and that's that sense of small moments of creativity in people who don't think they're creative um, via just the act of reading. I feel <laughs> is so important. Um, just I'm for not creative. Everyone, you know exactly. See, so you're saying you're not creative, but in a way, you've interpreted this this story, and you it, it's it's you know moved I, you. I'm I'm like it's like, I, like, I, it's like I, small scale creativity. You know, I describe myself like an art collector. Right, I can't produce art. I'm not creative. However, I can appreciate it, right? I feel like it's that way of bringing that nugget of creativity and allowing people to imagine. Just that, just that um, act of imagination that we see in kids that we're like, wow, yeah, we wish we exactly. had that back. Just that level of small imagination, bringing it to adults that feel like they're not creative or they feel uninspired constantly. It's so important. And, and it's telling that Omar didn't say a similar thing happens with the Lamez movie, you know, compared to the book. I think there's also a difference between imagination and um, visualiza visualization because, imag visualization. Yeah, because imagination is from the book when you read, so you have that imagination. But when you actually want to put it on a paper or on a photo or on a video, that's where visual visualization come into the play. And I guess films, it's kind of visualization of your imagination, <laughs> if you can say like that. Of and I think of, imagination. Uh, writer, probably. Uh, because, yeah, 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 maybe writer, director, imagination, yeah. But I agree that um, Omar was reading many books and he has very good imagination. And I think Omar's way of telling story, it's more maybe with... Um, a uh, traditional way of storytelling you know when you say storytelling probably first thing come to the to your mind is someone who actually sit in a in a circle with people maybe with campfire with the children and a fire Night and tell Miller. the stories is this something you practice Omar? that's something i need to do more um like so 
obviously, um, I do halakhas with kids on Fridays, and um, my own experience with that. Could you define what a so halakha is? I teach kids Islam. <laughs> yeah, but what oh. is a halakha? Because uh, a lot of people might not know what a halakha well, is. It's like a circle of people together, and the leader will tell people about a specific topic and subject. Okay. It's like a classroom, but everyone's sitting on the floor, and it's basically teaching Islam. Is that enough of a description? or? Yeah, yeah. I think it's just interesting to define that. Um because I think a halakha is very different from a class. Okay, so this is this is where I went wrong. Um, you, you are right, you're 100% right. So when I first started, I was just doing it like a classroom. So when I was telling the kids, okay, you've got to be, you got to be generous, you've got to be, um, you've got to be kind, you've got to give charity. This is, gonna, this is the characteristic of the Muslim. Yeah. And okay, like the way I teach, I'm quite forceful anyway. So I was, I was kind of like hamming it into their brains, which is not the best thing. God, I'm actually hold on, scared. Hold on, they were learning, but they weren't learning with a happy face. So then you suggested to me, oh, no. um, oh, Jamana Moon. So I, I, so I, I watched the yeah, video and out. fair play. The way she tells story, even, even I was like um, drawn to it. So when Halakha, I decided, you know, I'm going to try to do this now. And I'll do as best I can. I was never going to be as good as her. But just try to try tell a story using descriptive words and trying to like slow things down and put in some expressions. Make, make a, a 2D story into like a 3d 4d story essentially oh that was a good one i'll give you that anyways i noticed that the kids were much more engaged engaged they were their, their eyes were listening they, they whereas before they were i would have to like force it down their, their brains and like tend to be quiet when they're distracted or whatever they were they were engaged they were looking at me and they were interested and well, it changed the game for me to be honest with you now every time if there's a hard cut about for example um generosity i'm not saying okay you got to be generous because in the quran and in the hadith it says this and this says that rather i, t- I look for a story that explains it it's it's almost it's, it's quite it's quite obvious thing to be honest with you but me being me you're not being very creative and imaginative no but <laughs> i think i think no but honestly this is it's actually a really powerful experience that you've just related because it's the whole point of why we're asking one another whether the art of storytelling is dead because you say that it's obvious but is it really because if it was obvious then you yeah, would have been doing it the whole right. time i think it would be cool for us to talk about how we can use because mm-hmm. obviously this is creative for good so i think it'd be nice for us to relate examples of how we can use storytelling or the art of storytelling um, to benefit society in some way um and the the everyone's in different positions everyone's different ages and comes from different backgrounds here um there must there must must have been an example guys in your lives where um where you have felt touched enough to be able to use that very same method to change other people's lives and i think almost um example of how he changed his relationship with um the children that he was teaching in the mosque is a really nice example of how storytelling can um really change people's perspectives on on issues around the world but um yeah does anyone have like any powerful examples that struck that strike them that might inspire others to use story for good i don't read books as we mentioned um Umar may not like that but i did i did enjoy a graphic novel or a comic book as a creative you know as a consumer um when i when i started reading my first comic book you know it's those stories that inspired me to want to create pictures that told stories or, you know, um, to learn art or 
to become a graphic designer, more of an illustrator is what I want to do, but it, it's those stories. Mm-hmm. But if you want a specific one, okay. there was a How to Draw a Book by Stanley, um, the man. Be- mm. Yeah. How, how to, to Draw, draw a Book? So how to Draw Comics, yeah, the okay, Marvel Stan way. Lee, yes. By Stanley. We all know Stanley is creator of Marvel, Avengers. Yeah. Um, it was from that book that I bought from Amazon. <laughs> um, I decided, yeah, I want to learn to draw, you know, comic characters. So what was it about Stanley's book that actually made you want to it do was, that It was in the life? story and the cool characters he came up with, right? Um, uh, everyone's aware, like, look at, so you look at these comics, um, Spider-Man or, you know, Iron Man, we, they're household names now. But at that point in time, they weren't they weren't made into turned into films and this massive franchise. It was just comic book characters, and you sort of wanted to create your own versions of characters that can be in that sort of universe. So it was, you know, it was quite quite a thing that every child would do. Like my children themselves, they they love you know Black Panther or Iron Man or Hulk, and they they pretend to be them. They pretend to be in the, the same situations, you know, saving um, made-up characters or a toy that becomes a victim. You know, they go rescue that toy. It's, it's <laughs> And it's it's those things that sort of I would have gone through in my own head thinking I want to do my own versions of those stories. It's quite interesting that you wanted to, after being touched and influenced yourself by this medium of storytelling, you then felt that you wanted to touch other people in a similar manner. I think that's quite nice. Um, Ruslan, do you have any... Look, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to infer that film like film is something that inspires you, but like, were there any specific films that made you realise that you wanted to be a filmmaker or was it a book? Or what Like, what was, what other forms of inspirations or stories uh, made you actually want to oh, create One of the film? main things which inspires me is just understanding of the story because every story has a hero. And uh, as we know, because there's a hard to find a story without a hero. So hero, he goes through something and everyone wants to be like that hero. And I feel that's very strong way to 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 convey the message. That's probably one one the main reason why I choose uh, this medium, because when you create a hero and you give some characteristic and morals to that hero. So everyone follow the story and, and, the, and the struggles of the hero and wants to be similar similar to, to him. And, um, and uh, uh, one of the good examples um, what uh, I actually achieved with that is, which I'm very proud of, together with um, Dr. Faraz Ali, we made the first uh, Muslim zombie film. <laughs> wow. Which, yeah, mm, because it's a, it's a zombie film which talked to the language of the especially younger viewers who really, really like that genre. But we put um, like Islamic characteristic into the main character in the whole story. It's called the Dead Hearts. Uh, and, and there is a like Islamic principle in the story where when people make a scene, their hearts get black dots mm-hmm. and, and the heart get blind. So we put that, yeah. that, that concept into the film and people who have black who has a lots of dots and black heart, they convert to zombies and there is like different type of them. So I think that's the, uh, one of the probably ways where storytelling was very uh, useful 
to 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 use. Would you say that um, Islamic uh, stories with Islamic values do they impact you to drive you to create stories the most? Um, because it's interesting because I know that you've produced a lot of films and a lot of different film content. Um, but it, it's interesting that you chose one specifically that has Islamic values to it. Um, so would you say that, that that's something that makes a good story for you, that teaches you some sort of, or implements some sort of Just Islamic from the values? beginning, I wanted to tell people about Islam. And I feel that stories is the best way because when, as a, because when you create that kind of char- character and you give him specific uh, characteristic and you put him to specific situation and make like some obstacles on his way, then people see how he behave and then they may like him as well and they and he may inspire them for something so i feel that the stories is a very strong a powerful tool to inspire motivate people to be better to 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 improve morals and so i feel it's just like one of the way to explain islam to wider audience interesting um Tasneem, what about you what for you is there anything that you that has inspired you in your life? Any stories that have inspired you to take to do something great in your life, or um, uh, like some one of your best examples of a really good story? Well, I think the stories that you know um, have inspired me the most are um, real stories from, say, my uncles and my aunties, who um, you know I don't get much contact with, and the only time that um, we get to connect is through these stories of their life and with my parents as well. Um, but obviously um, the connection with, you know, my aunties and uncles is different because obviously I'm from um, Palestine where stories are such a big deal um, and it's so important that um, we as people who are immigrants all over the world um, and children of first generation first generation second generation immigrants um at all over you know the diaspora are it's so important um you know this aspect of storytelling is so important from our parents and our uncles and aunties because this mm-hmm. is the way we can connect with um a side of us that otherwise um is being told to you know assimilate or you know completely um is being told to be forgotten about identity in it it's identity yeah it's it's mm. it's your sense of identity and and just these stories of when i um go back or when i you know meet them somewhere in the world um the stories that they they tell us um is one of the only times where you can really connect with these people who you really don't understand what their lives are like even though they're part of your family they you know you're all one um, these nuggets of um, connections are the only time you can really understand what you know the hardships and um, that has led to you being here that has led to you being wherever you are in the world um, and so I think just those stories of um, you know reality of you know your family history or a person um, that has migrated somewhere else just this element of storytelling and the skill and the eloquence um, that comes with telling stories is just so important as a young person um, spread across the world. Um, yeah. so, so I think that hits the nail on the head of what the importance of, of stories. It's all about that collective identity and that narrative. 
so it's like um, we t- we tell kids the, the story so they can get context of who they are, their identity, and starting the, the collective narrative we face. I think as well, in a sense, mm-hmm. that's why, for example, um, Raslan's movie with the Islamic zombies and people re- and young people really relate. <laughs> <Well, laughs> Islamic zombies, you know, the first Muslim zombie <laughs> movie. I feel like that's why yeah. maybe Raslan, you can speak on this, but that's why maybe you connected with it, and why other young people as well connected with it because they can see a part of themselves within that story um which is i feel like is so important across the board in storytelling if you can see a part of yourself in it um and it sort of really um embeds your identity um you know in sort of this story or this nugget from a story um i feel like that's what makes storytelling so important see uh, what, what, what example of like Stories that kind of hit home for me why they're so important is if you watch Utterall, the ones who do watch it, there's um, Wild, Wild Demir, the, the um, blacksmith, there's always scenes with him telling stories of, um, is it Ogre's Turk or whatever? He's, he's surrounded by kids and he's telling these kids stories about, uh, yeah, about the ancestors and heroes. Ancestors. And it's that kind of thing which we need to maintain as a community. Our kids need to know our stories they need to know our stories so they have a better sense of who they are they don't go into life of lost i, I want yeah. to add um it's an interesting thing that i've always found is the best storytellers i i've known of other than you know in mainstream or journalism or the writing is my grandparents or or someone's grandparent um is when mm. when they'd visit or they'd come down to the house everyone would sit that they'd manage somehow you, you find yourself in a circle um, sat around, say the the dining room, and they they start telling you their the story of their life or or your mum. You know, they talk about your family in Bangladesh for me in my case, and and their stories were so eloquently told, and you're sort of encapsulated and you visualize it. You know, they 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 tell a really good story. Can I ask you, Daryl, that when you were younger, you didn't really, can I put it to you rather, that yeah. when you were younger, you didn't really want to hear the stories because you just thought, I can't be bothered. Oh, I appreciate them older, now. Massively. As you get older, you appreciate them because you, you understand the importance of them. Exactly. It's part of your identity of who you are. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. And especially now as a parent as well. Um, only recently, uh, a relative, a long distant relative um, came, came down from London and I haven't seen her in years, you know. Um, the last time I seen her was about twelve years ago. But she told the story about how my how uh, my grandparents originally met, and it was this beautiful romantic story. And it's like, wow, I wouldn't have known this, you know. Yeah. Mum didn't tell me this. It's someone mm. else told me. And yeah, so this is quite um, this is this is quite emotional because like it just yeah. makes me miss my yeah. elders now because they're all in lockdown and. Like we, I haven't seen my family, like my extended family, in so long. And Eid is coming up, and we're all just like talking about what's gonna happen. And it's just, I think this is just like it's just, it's just so, it's just one, it's one of those things where you don't appreciate what you have yeah. until you can't get to it, or you, you know, when you when you can't access access. And I think Omar, what you meant, what you said about the fact that as children we don't appreciate um, the 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 stories our elders tell. Um, until we get older is something that I'm coming to term, terms with mm-hmm. I've come to terms with only this year and last year myself um, and I think I think it shows that we can't we can't force it sometimes stories 
uh some it's like i think sometimes it's written for us yeah. to know when when to hear a story will only be heard or we'll only <clears throat> listen to a story when allah wants us to really deeply yeah, take the lesson extent, away from that uh, Maria, um, Maria, because I, I think you can force it to an extent not force it force it literally but like if you tell a story in a creative way then the, the kids will want to hear it now i'm not i'm, I'm saying i'm not, I'm not having I think grandparents that's telling fine. The stories in a great way but i think we should consciously try to tell our stories to, to kids, not just waiting for them to be ready for it. Because sometimes, often, you, you hear the stories when it's too late. You know, you've already, yeah. you've already made the mistakes in your life, and now, now you learn the story. But, like, oh, you know what, if I, learned, if I heard these stories before when I was a bit younger and have a better sense of self, then maybe I wouldn't have made those mistakes in my I, life. I think, as a, as a parent, I disagree there, because you can't force it, no matter, you know... I know force it, force it, but be, tell stories in a creative way. This is where creativity for good, creative for good. Of course, you know, and in. I appreciate that. And this is why Ruslan did the zombie themed um, story about, you know, uh, sort of, yeah. Well, it's, it's true, isn't it? Because he, he actually visualized it for people who may not be able to visualize it. So we, we know the hadith, like, where it basically says that if you tell a lie, you have a black dot in your heart. And the more, as you tell, you, your heart keeps getting blacker and blacker until it becomes a black heart, right? Yeah. So you, you can say that to a kid, like, okay, that's interesting. Okay, and then move on. But if you tell it in a story, then it's like, okay, I visualize it now and it means more. And then, you know, I'm more, I don't want to be that zombie. Just to make clear, the zombies are not Muslims. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. Yeah. Cool. I think we as humans <laughs> like <laughs> stories, Look. you know, and facts stick with us when, when it's told to us in, a, in that format. I think sometimes um, the strive to make a story creative to get the message heard wider is just another form of making something new and people like anything new doing something creative is also a concept of adding something new to it or changing it in a way that is like for example cinderella how many times have we heard that story and how many yeah. times how many different ways have we heard cinderella being retold and i think the the creative element is just is just changing the new way of telling that story so for example film is a new way of telling stories well it's not new anymore um but um film is now being used as a means and I don't think the Muslim industry has capitalized it very much I think <laughs> until after Ertuğrul and like these big big series that have coming out like look, I'm gonna say Ertuğrul recently um got um bought by a Pakistani government channel and it, in day in one day of it being streamed on air it got 15 million viewers and that it and all of the fans um in Pakistan are now telling the government to now fund their own Pakistani historical drama, their, their own version of it. And <laughs> who knows, man? I don't know. We, Pakistan's, Pakistan's, Pakistan's only been around for 75 years, but the people, the Muslim, Muslims are now craving for a new form of media and a new form of storytelling um, because there, are so, there is so much trash in the world. And I think people are losing their identity and who they are because of the form, like it's similar to what Tasneem was saying earlier when she was saying that yeah. like people just don't have the patience anymore. People have a movie on in the back whilst they're doing something else. Um, and I just think that the Muslims, and I, I, I speak for myself mainly as well, like we're craving new forms of our previous stories being told in new ways. 
Um, so as much as it is that, Omar, you can say that, oh, if you listen to this form of storytelling, I'm, I'm guaranteed you will listen to it properly. I think it's just a sense of if you listen to the same story, but in a new way, told with, you know, in a more engaging way, um, then that's what I think it's just that that's what will um, encompass someone to understand. And that's what we need and to we do, isn't it? But we're not doing enough of it. Um, what we can um, do as well, um, I don't know where I read, is that, we can just sit, for example, with our parents or with our grandparents or with people with really interesting and stories that are really meaningful or people who just know a lot about something and they can tell stories. Um, I think it's just a case of sitting someone down whilst we know right now that they are so important before it's too late, sitting someone down and putting a camera in front of them and just asking them those questions and getting those stories out of them. <laughs> and then in that way, we can preserve and archive them and then maybe retell them in our own ways as well um yeah that's a very good idea because we lose the stories that's quite cool exactly and you know you don't know until they're too late until your parent has said oh my gosh this has happened you know and that's a piece of your identity that's lost with them as well i think i think those types of stories are very relevant for us and like for us to selfishly do that for ourselves but I think what I think we should also talk about like the stories of us as creators or creatives like content creators youtubers all of these people they don't not a lot of them tell stories that are relevant to their family or you know things that their grandparents have told them not a lot of youtubers do that or content creators do that simply because yeah. that's that's personal to them um I think I think it's also good to talk about like the influence the stories that are influencing people on social media um and i think like for example like in the previous episode Tasneem and i were talking about how uh, social media has changed and how we have how we wouldn't be who we are unless we saw certain people on social media and we, we wouldn't be taking certain career paths unless we saw people on social media people are listening more yeah. to social media and content creators true. and youtubers than they are their yeah, own grandparents themselves. i'm gonna that is a fact i think and people like you know unless now we're all older and we kind of understand the importance of our elders and um and as i say this i it was literally only this year and last year when i started to spend more time with my grandmother that i actually realized how much i'm missing out on um and the main reason why i didn't approach you know her or whatever it was because that i just felt it was just like awkward because these days when you talk about your relationships that you have with your friends it's like for you to just hit them up and just be like hey like can we talk can we tell a story to one another that's so weird and but but for grandparents Mm. they crave for you to have that interest because that is how that is how they used to that is how they converse when they're talking to their aunties and you know all of the people i think they talk to each other that's why i like to talk to other people i mean i mean i don't know about can i I ask i'm a bit in the in the dna Can I ask if um, you guys found it easier to speak to your grandparents, if you know, if they were around, than to your parents directly about, you know, their life experiences or stories or, you know, did you find that it's easier to connect with the grandparent? I, I personally do. I've, I've only got one live grandparent at the moment. Yeah. My grandfather in Malaysia. He likes to talk. And I, I do generally think it's, it's just an old person thing. They like to talk. And when I, have, when I ask my parents for like, you know stories and stuff like that about that. they don't really they don't they don't really care they're not that bothered they go really? oh, yeah. they care I you think know we maybe... met at this place and that's it and then that's it there's no details or anything like that and it's like okay safe but i think as, as they get older 
Yeah, I wonder where you're getting it from now. Hold on, my my grandfather (laughs) likes to talk, and I like to listen. To be honest, but his my problem with him is that he doesn't doesn't like talk about his his history. He likes to talk about (laughs) Sufism and what he reads and this and that. But I just want to know what what, tell me. Let him preach what he's reading. Of course, (laughs) though. Also, I feel that storytelling is something like a personal. So some people they naturally like good storytellers. Mm. and some people may not <clears throat> so maybe it's like part of the character some people they for example don't know anything about storytelling but they're very natural when they start to talk you you listen to them with open mouth but some people who not natural but they can learn so there's like a language of storytelling so they may like force themselves to become like storytellers if if they motivated for example if they want to teach kids or if they even in in it's storytelling in so many aspects of life you can find storytelling if you think about it for example even like a, mm. starting from marketing or from anything to hospitals to business to films there's almost any industry it's hard to find something where you can't really yeah, I, I use storytelling for your benefit well, with this sense of is a story always that's, good that's to be really told? Nice. so for example with like propaganda and negative propaganda, they're all stories being pumped out for a specific reason, you know, and people lap up these stories. Um, mm. So it's just the, this idea of, are stories always good to be told? Do we do we pick and choose what is necessary to be told? I mean, the, the Islamic perspective of that is is no, isn't it? Because like, you shouldn't talk about bad stuff, yeah. Your sins, isn't it? So... This this sort of makes me think of like when 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 a wedding happens, for example, everyone goes there, and each individual picks up a story, of their the way they perceived what you know the events that occurred, and then they'll go home and they'll share it as and how they want to with with their own agenda. So, you know, if it's whether it's gossip or bad mouthing <laughs> or, or actually good things, you know, oh, it was great, this happened, that happened, but that that one story. Of a couple getting married would be told in you know however many people came hundreds of different ways. Come off it, How would they tell the story about you mm. and your wife, and how how could that be interpreted in different ways? It can be. Can it? But, but write about it. That's write about it, and I'll ask everyone else who attended to write about their sort of interaction. <laughs> and watch, I'll, I'll give you three series on it. Three books illustrated <laughs> by me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think that's life, though. Um, everyone, ever you, you can have five people walk into the same room, and their vision of yeah. the room will be different, even though the room will be the same. So I, I think that um, I think everyone has, and I, I like what Rusan said about um, everyone yeah. is in it. Everyone is kind of a storyteller because we all um, a story, a story. What is a story? A story is essentially an experience, and um, I, I don't, I have, I haven't told many people this, but whenever, when anyone ever, some, someone asks me, what did you yeah. want to be when you were young, when you were younger, when I was younger, people I used to ask me, what do you want to be when you're older? And I always used to say an author, uh, um, as a kid, um, which is weird because I ended up studying creative writing in in uni, which like was not totally unrelated to my, my dreams as a child. But the reason why was because, um, uh, as a as a kid, you, I think stories are so much. They were so much more dear to me than they are now. Now I've lost, I think I've lost the art of being able to read books uh, that are 
at large books at all. Um, my my attention span has gone so much shorter yeah. because I'm so used to quick reading on Twitter and, um, you know, skimming through articles and like it's just, it's really really sad because I was known to be the child like in nursery that would be sit would spend my whole break time um during um just sitting in the book corner and like reading every single book off the shelf um I was I used to be that kid and now it's just I think I've kind of lost that and it's just so sad um but that doesn't mean to say that my ability to write stories has gone but I got to a point in uni where I felt like I hadn't experienced much in life in the sense that I hadn't experienced enough to tell any more stories um and I think that that experiencing life goes mm-hmm. hand in hand with the art of storytelling <clears throat> and the reason why this this question of is the story the art of storytelling dead I think the reason why this question is being talked about quite often is because maybe because we are so attached and um we like there are literally people who go on holiday for the purpose of instagramming it when we have like the this type of culture going around it kind of makes you question the world the way we experience the world is so much different now um it is much more camera driven and it is much more um we have a quicker ability to share stories and um you know i think that has kind of lost our sense of what truly experiencing the world means and that does affect your stories so you know maybe i'm sounding a bit like omar (laughs) here and I, i don't like this but um (laughs) <laughs> but um, but I do I think I've I've be, I've written stories before and um I know what it feels like to feel so frustrated at the fact that your experience you don't feel like your experiences are rich enough to be able to because the more experience you have in something the better you're able to tell it saying that um authors exaggerate to, yeah. everything I'm gonna say that um, authors you have to like you can't well i, d- I don't know i don't know my you, exactly mostly, I th- it's not just mostly they do mostly i'm they telling do. you do. But no author you know when, no like, author. for example like i'm not saying that i write poetry because i don't but when i feel inspired yeah i don't know just some, your mood changes and you you feel like you want to describe something in a very certain way which is which is a poetic way that that's not that's not being that's not me um exaggerating that's me describing the feeling at the moment but if you were to read it you say okay this is exaggerated but it's not this is the feeling that i feel at the moment and the feelings that i may have which are deeper because i don't take a camera with me on holidays for example having you know um stories and telling stories more eloquently um so being able to read once that podcast that i was listening to yours um um the novelist she was talking about the artful arrangement of of information and stories um and being able to um this idea of selection elision and artful arrangement as being the key to you know storytelling so this artful arrangement is quite is something that i you know want to take away from it um number two i think one thing yeah i think one thing maybe oh i was gonna say maybe maybe we should just do one main one because it's yeah let's do one thing because we're gonna be here for a while okay um omar one thing that you feel would make a good story enough to ban it that we can one one sorry i'm just making you know what i mean right (laughs) okay something one thing you can do to um 
make a story powerful enough that w- that would impact uh okay so impact i'm gonna say in a good way experience things deeply uninterrupted just go out there and get that story so don't let don't let the experience be interrupted Live your life. by the need to fulfill the requirements requirements of your social media page go out there no phone no camera and go and experience and have that deep experience and then after that and you want to go tell a story then you can tell it in a much much more eloquent way because you would have suffered something more deeper than you would have had you interrupted yourself Okay. Um, I still think that you have to <laughs> save that story in order to, otherwise you will forget all your stories. <laughs> but okay, okay, no, no, no. Say, say how, 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 how do you? Uh, well, in order to preserve it, even it. writers back in the days when they traveled, they like used to make notes in the in the notepad, or you can take a photo. Actually, I think the whole idea of taking camera with you for the trip is to kind of save and preserve that moment and emotions which you had on that journey Uh, but uh, I think when you're talking about not having camera probably you mean that you don't need to spend too much time taking photos (laughs) (laughs) but I do think you need to take at least like few photos so you can remember otherwise for example if you've been in so many places I think it's probably quite easy to like forget or confuse. Yeah. So, so, so my point is that make a special like a um, like a notepad with a, like a, a special paper where you write all your ideas because ideas for stories they come sometime when you wake up in the morning, sometime when you like go for a walk, or sometimes so always carry a piece of paper. So you can write down quickly, like something like very very short, which can comes I, to your can mind. I add something to that as well. Yeah, that's that's um, my with advice. the notebook thing. If you sketch, okay. and Ahmad, this no. might be something you can start doing as well. But if you sketch, um, <laughs> it it taps into that deeper thing that you were talking about. So forget about photos. Recently, I went on holiday and I forgot about photos, and I just sketched everything, and it taps into that deeper thing whilst you're, um, you know, taking that photo in your mind so maybe sketching is a new way forward I don't know. It, it's because it's because you're a visual learner isn't it so you sketch I, I do take notes to be honest with you I have a, like one note called poetic lines <laughs> and when I'm when I'm enjoying a moment wow <laughs> in the next Robert episode Omar will be releasing <laughs> poetic lines something too widely it loses its value Maybe. Okay, Noral, um, so one thing that you would advise people to add to their story to to help uh, project a wider message okay. that would create It really depends on the intention of what story we're telling and you have to be selective and pick the best example of that story. Um, but I think <laughs> I need to add to the photo thing. So I've, with what Ruslan mentioned is about you have to capture the um, the 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 experience, right? And I get that. And I'm glad Tasni mentioned the sketching element of it because there's more meaning to that than taking a photo. Um, I think with my my initial thoughts is, whenever someone says, "Oh wait, let's take a photo," you've interrupted that experience. So unless you hire Ruslan to follow you along with a digital camera 
or, or, or to take photos or video uninterrupted. That's I'm all for that, but but it's when you make it a, a issue of oh wait we got oh get the camera oh look you know you're missing everything by the time you take the photo. Interesting. Okay. Um, okay. So just finally, then my I have two things. So if if you're telling your own story. Um, my advice would be to listen to other people who have told stories very well. Um, that would be my main advice. If you're trying to tell your own story, to listen to other people who've impacted you and dissect and note down how they impacted you so that you can implement, implement that in your own storytelling. When it comes to you telling the story of someone else, um, you need to find ways to connect with them um, in a short space of time very quickly. Um, and um, doing so in a way with and do and try and try and do things in your life that make you more empathetic because um people who tell the stories of others for the sake of good need to have a great level of empathy um so those are two things that i've tried to implement in my life to um try and be a better storyteller um but i think that was good guys i think we had we could have gone on for longer i'm really conscious of how how long this was but um it shows that we can talk a lot about how we can talk a lot about how to make a story and what makes a good story. And interestingly enough, we've also done we've had a lot of debates on written versus mm-hmm. visual, um, which I did not expect and which was not planned at all. But I think in the nature of the the group of people that we have here, that is inevitable. So Jazakallah Khair, if you listened to episode three, um, and we hope that you can choose in next time. We are now in a minute media. We are on Instagram at now in a minute media and on Twitter N I A M Niam Media on Twitter. And we also have Facebook. Um, if you have any questions that you'd like to ask any of us, or if you have a story that you'd like to tell and you're a Wales-based Muslim, because that is the demographic that we do aim to reach, um, email us now in a minute um, at gmail.com. And um, we're also running a creative at home Ramadan series on our Instagram where we've had a lot of different local people tell their own stories and take us through their daily life of, of how it is being a creative at home in this weird lockdown COVID-19 world. So Jazakallah um, everyone um, for coming on today and sharing your experiences. I, I don't think it's the easiest thing to do sometimes, but I think um, we're all slowly getting better at it. <laughs> um, but yeah, alhamdulillah. Um, yeah, we'll listen and tune in next time. Assalamu alaikum.